Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, July 3rd, 2020, and my man Andrew Hansen and I are here to go over the PGA Weekend Golf for those reloading or just jumping in uh, for the weekend play. Uh, we are going to go over some value plays and some chalk plays and everything in between. So are you ready to handle some PGA, Mr. Hansen? That's right. We've got our, our focus turned toward the weekend. We're going to look at some weekend specific stats and see if we can put together the right mix for everybody. And we're going to get it. We're going to get it for sure. And I didn't mention that I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, for those of you that don't know who I am. And this is Mr. Andrew Hansen, Mr. Language Olympic on Twitter. And he's been Mr. Hot Golfer, especially with the mid-level and value guys. Uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback that he's uh, sort of in a class of his own there. So we're fired up about that. Uh, but before we jump in here real quickly, I'd like to uh, uh, definitely thank our sponsors for bringing this show forward. MyBookie.ag, the place to go for all of your sports wagering and casino action. Go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, though not two words, COACHTALK, to receive an exclusive offer of 50% of your sign-up bonus all the way up to 1000 bucks, and you get the special $25 free play just also for being a member of DFS COACHTALK. So uh, they're great offer. Jump on there. You can sign up right through our website uh, or at mybookie.ag. Also, our good friend, horse racing friends at TVG, uh, go to DFSCoachTalk.com, click on the, the logo that says TVG. It's the only place you can get this offer. It doesn't exist for anybody else except uh, members that are on our, uh, I'm sorry, our website, people that are on our website. You don't even have to be a member. You could be joining or looking at checking out our website, but click on the TVG logo and you receive that awesome risk-free $300 play, which you can put on the head of, on the nose of a horse. And if it loses, you get your 300 bucks back from TVG. It's a great offer. Fantastic stuff. Also, I wanted to mention if you are watching us right now on YouTube, I believe that right there and there, if you can like and subscribe, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, that helps really get the the uh, the flow working of, of more and more people listening in and allows us to uh, climb the charts a little bit when people are searching for DFS or PGA or uh, whatever uh, sport they're looking for. And uh, if you're listening to us audio version of this, which we're everywhere podcasts can be heard, uh, whether it's uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, we're everywhere. We'd ask you take a second to rate, review, subscribe, throw that five stars up there. Uh, you know, quick uh, like really means a lot to us as well. So uh, we're pretty much everywhere. If you need to catch uh, some DFS coach talk, uh, we're there. So you search us wherever you want to go and we are there and we just want, uh, you know, would love if you take a second to give us a thumbs up and subscribe and hit that alarm button so that you know when our podcast posts. That's always fantastic. All right. Well, we're here today to talk about the Rocket Mortgage 
Rocket Mortgage Classic, which is being played in Sugar Shane's backyard there in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and we have completed the second round. Uh, cuts have been made. Big score again, minus four doesn't cut it. You had to get to minus five to make it today. Um, and we talked a little bit about this on our Wednesday show. Just very briefly, though, wanted to mention this is a, a 7,334-yard par 72, and it is pretty open. It is very long, but it is very open. So it's the Bombers uh, are really, it's paying off for them. And, uh, you know, the strokes from Tita Green, uh, also big stat uh, for those guys uh, across the board. So we're seeing quite a bit of, you know, there's always a mixture, but definitely doesn't hurt to be able to poke it off the uh, tee for sure. So Detroit Golf Club. Uh, I know we, we were talking a little bit before the podcast. I know you've watched a bit of it here and there to sort of check out how it's playing. What is your take so far, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Golf here? Well, the birdies are a must. Uh, the five undercut is really tough, and that's what it was last year. And we talked about how Nate, Lash- Nate Lashley won it with 25 under. We knew guys were going to have to go low. And one of the stats we looked at on the uh, midweek show previewing the whole tournament was that uh, par four scoring between 450 and 500 yards because there's four of those and some of our value plays that that's really where we got them you know Hudson Swafford was fifth in that category coming into the week and he was one of our value plays we should just hit on those real quick yeah Um, because last week we had we gave out five players to our members under 7,000 and four of them made the cut and this week, we were three for five, one shot away for four out of five. The defending champ, Lashley, he was five under. He was all set to go on the last hole today. He bogeyed number 18. Uh, so three out of five is still great, though, for the uh, 6K range. Big and so time. Hudson Swafford was one of those guys. $6,400, and he was 0.7% owned in the Millie Maker. And he's, he's nine under, uh, tied for 11th. We gave out Sam Burns. He's seven under. Uh, he was at 6,900, 5% owned guy. And then Ryan Armour, he had an he had an ace today. 64. He's, yeah, he's 11 under. He's tied for third, 2.5% owned, 6,900. So, um, you know, those are some of the guys we've been on. Again, the par four efficiency from 450 to 500 yards is something we've been looking at. That's that has continued to be important here in, in the first two rounds. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited here about some of these value guys. But, you know, it's going to shift a little bit because, as I mentioned, one of the stats I've been looking at here today is round three and round four scoring. And some of these guys just have not been that strong in that category. And I've got a few surprises to share today. Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> the reason I knew that your man Armour shot a 64, which was the low score of the day, with an ace included, is he was only, there was only one guy, and that's him, that shot better than my Mr. Scotty Scheffler with a 65. But he still couldn't make the cut. So I won't whine (laughs) anymore. He was one of my key plays this week. But, you know, when you start at 79, 65 doesn't get you to the cut. So it is what it is. We move on to another week. Uh, so I know you've got some really good lineups, Roran. I think Armour, fantastic pick, and some of those 
uh, quality guys. You know, I had some some really good guys in there too. I still have a, a slight chance, even with uh, that Scheffler missing the cut, uh, to to get in there on the bottom with some cashing, and then I'm gonna double up on some of these guys that have been hot. Um, you know, I had Matthew Wolf in all all of my plays this week too. I was pretty fired up about that. He's playing some good golf, so it's good stuff. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, what I want to do now is go over the odds. We decided to do this PGA show on Friday, uh, a couple hours later than we did last week, so that we can really get the settled in final scores from uh, the cut, and then get all the new odds that are posted. So I'm on mybookie.ag right now, and they have the odds up for winning the tournament this weekend. And there's two prohibitive favorites that's not even close. Webb Simpson is plus 250, and Bryson DeChambeau is plus 275. Everybody else is 100 million miles away. So you get great, great value if you want to play anybody uh, directly. Uh, and I've been trying, like heck, to stump you on my quizzes, and you're like four for four in golf. I think I got a shot at you today. So okay. I want to see three through ten, those seven guys that are the next seven favorites to win this tournament this weekend, and you get uh, you get three misses, and you have to get four makes. Okay. You ready? Go for I'm, it. I'm ready. I mean, Tyrrell Hatton's got to be on there. Absolutely. He yeah. he is fourth at plus 1,600. He's playing super golf, man. He really is. Do you see the thing uh, uh, that what, that happened uh, at the tournament? He was in the fairway getting ready to hit a shot. I mean, he was standing over the shot, and there was this big, loud noise of the one of the porta-potties, somebody slamming the door of it, and he looked up. And like he was really mad, he looked over and he goes, oh, my gosh, he tells the camera, that's my fiance. So they <laughs> scan over to her and she goes, sorry, honey. And, and he's like, oh, my. <laughs> so that I thought that was that's a good funny. story. Hard it to probably believe. relaxed not, him. There was nobody else around either. So, you know, you know how that goes. But all right. So you got one for one. You get three more. You got to get. So uh, you mentioned Wolf. Uh, he's got to be up there as a guy who has won before. He is Matthew plus sixteen, plus sixteen hundred. He's okay. right at, right behind uh, Hatton. And then you got to figure these these veterans are getting some money, like uh, Kevin Kisner. He is. He's eighth, plus twenty eight hundred. All right. And then I mean, it's kind of cheating, but the guy who's tied for first, Chris Kirk, you got to figure he's in the top ten in the odds. He's won before. He's, he's actually third. Yeah, plus right. sixteen hundred. So you you swept the board. All right, now I'm coming up with a, a way tougher quiz for you next time. That's all there okay. is to it. So right. it goes Simpson and DeChambeau by a mile, then Kirk, Hatton, Wolf, my guy, Hovland. I, I've got him in all my lineups. Uh, Kisner, you mentioned, your your boy Ryan Armour with his ace in 64 today. And then this guy has been our unsung PGA hero so far. Mark Hubbard. Yeah, he has. He's cra- he cracks the top. He's in the top ten to win the tournament. Who would believe that? And the next guy, if you can get this next guy, I'll give you just two. I will give you a Millie Maker entry for free next week. I'll give you two guesses, 
at who's the last guy on the list for the top 10 to win it. Could they possibly have the guy who's tied for third out of nowhere, Seamus Power? It is not him. This is it. Last chance. Could maybe get the stump for the first time. Doc Redman. No. Stuart? Richie Warinsky. Oh, man. Now who's going to bet that? Richie Warinsky is only plus 3,300. So there you go. I finally got you. For the record, (laughs) Doc Redman was next on the list. So good job. So anyway, that I mean, I guess the question is this. Do you go Simpson and DeChambeau and a bunch of value and try to stack both? Or is this one of those scenarios where you have to pick a side, uh, sort of like we did a couple tournaments ago, and then build around those? What, what are you thinking? Well, I think you can. I haven't tried to build it with those two. I think it's a little bit easier if you're looking at uh, the, the guys I like at the top, you know, four of the top five or six Um Bryce, if you pair Bryson and Hovland, you know, that works. Or if you go Webb and Hatton, those are two and three on the pricing. So you get, if you take a little discount off of Bryson, you know, that build works as well. I've, I've, I've put some lineups together that way. Okay. So that's how I'm looking at it. You try to get two of those top five or six guys. And then um, build around them. And then you're definitely going to need a guy in the 6k range, maybe a low 7k guy. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, I've got notes on these guys on the weekend. Why don't I jump into that? Yeah, I'm dying ready? to know that that's probably the, the factor to tip, you know, tip the scales. I think. Well, how about this? Let's start with Bryson versus Webb. Okay. okay. Webb Simpson, third round scoring this year is number two. Fourth round scoring, he's number one. Yes. That for weekend scoring for a guy who down the stretch today, he holed out from the bunker. Tough bunker shot. I mean, if he's, you know, making tough bunker shots, he's got, you know, he he just won and he's that good on the weekend. Uh, He's got a lot going in his favor. So I'm going to do some studying. I bet you there's no one else that's been one, two on Saturday, Sunday combined since Tiger. Probably since Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just that's outrageous. Yeah. And then the next guy is pretty impressive, too. Tyrrell Hatton, eighth in round three scoring, tenth in round four scoring. Top yeah. ten in both. That's also incredible. You know, he's he's courageous. Both of those guys you just mentioned, I mean, multiple Ryder Cups, just, you know, they, they those guys eat pressure for lunch. They don't mm. need to make a, a buck more the rest of their lives. I mean, they you know, for them, it's just free wheeling. So I get it. And. Those uh, Simpson, that's pretty amazing one too. Hatton to have two top tens, very very solid. So compare that to Bryson, who, as you might expect, in the fourth round is excellent. He's number four, but in the third round this year, he's only 107. Ugh. Okay, so something and to think about there. Day. That's a key that's day. That's moving day. Makes you hesitate a little bit. And then Hovland, who you can pr- you can pair with Bryson um, pretty easily to build the lineup. He's solid. He's 25th on round three, 69th on round four. And there aren't many guys here, really, who are in the top 100 in both. So, you know, that doesn't sound very impressive. But compared to guys down in the 8 to 9K range, it's it's pretty strong. So uh, Webb and Hatton really stand out on those metrics at the guys at the top. 
couple guys in the mid-range. Lucas Glover is 66th in the third round and 32nd in the fourth round. And last weekend, he was six under on the weekend. So I like I like that trend with him. Nice guy. Nice value guy. Yeah. Adam Hadwin, a little bit cheaper. He's 74th in the third round and 15th in the fourth round. Um, you know, I've seen improvement from him. The Canadian, he played in that President's Cup under some you know, tough situations. I think those kind of things build guys' confidence. And, and, and I like I like Hadwin. He's a nice player. Now, we've talked about Wolf a little bit and how well he's playing. And people have been waiting for him to break out. He has not been good on the weekend. No. Two ten, number 210 in round three and number 139 in round four. Ah. So, you know, maybe he's figured it out and he's just playing so well. I mean, he was just crushing birdies today. So, you know, maybe maybe he's figured it out. But um, 210, talk- good Lord. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about Ryan Armour. He's another guy in the top 100 and he's a lot cheaper. He's 7,100 on DraftKings. Round three, he's 77th on the year, and round four, he's 35th. Not so, bad. good stuff there. And eight under last weekend, uh, had a good push. Here's two guys who were really good in round three, but bad in round four. Kevin Kisner, seventh in round three, but he blows up on Sundays. He's number 206 on Sundays. And wow. similarly, Chris Kirk, the guy at the top, 19th in round three, but round four, he's number 210. And Ooh. They did mention on the broadcast today how he's been dealing with some off-the-course issues, uh, addiction, depression. And so hopefully he's sorted that out. Hopefully he's in a better frame of mind. Um, It's great that he's back playing again, playing well. Um, But just wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, You know, it's interesting. There are some guys floating around up here. I mean, Ryan Armour's been around for a million years. He's 44 years old. You know, you look, he's, he's fed up, FedEx Cup rating right now is 112, and uh, he's ranked uh, 194. I mean, you got a lot of these guys that really haven't, you know, been steady for their career. So it's hard to know if they're just having a, you know, one of those rounds or two and they're going to fall back. Uh, but Man, you know, trying to find those right value guys is the key. But I don't know how I cannot play Webb Simpson knowing that he's second and first in, in the weekend play. I mean, that's just outrageous. I mean, he's tied for the lead right now. He could run away with this thing. Um, yep. Certainly something uh, to look at. And then you wonder if anybody's going to play these, you know, guys that nobody knows. Uh, Seamus Power. And then our buddy Richie Warinsky, you know, and there's a few guys like that. I've seen Step Sepp Straka play some. He's okay. Yep. But JJ Spawn, I mean, there's some guys in here that I just I can't pull the trigger on, even though they're in the top 15 uh, in this tournament. So I think my initial strategy, Andrew, and I don't know, you know, tell me what you think about it, but I'm thinking I'm going to take that old strategy of let's find some guys like Sun J.M. that just made the, the cut. He's five under. He's second group out tomorrow. We know he can play well. He's going to be shooting for pins. When these guys like that, like we've talked about last week, 
you know, they can shoot. And I said this, and I'll say it now. I said it with uh, uh, DJ last week that he could come out Saturday and shoot for the pins and shoot a 61, and he did. And so, you know, a guy in a similar spot, the two guys that I see are Soon JM and Hideki Matsuyama are both down there at five under. And those are two guys, I think on this course, 64, 65 is, is about the best. I really do. I just yeah. don't see it. Anybody. It's too long to, to not to do much better than that. But I think I'm going to stack a few of those guys that are way down the list and then try to cherry pick uh, some of the guys at the top without having to go with the Ryan Armors. And I know I'm probably double jinx and Ryan Armour into having like another 64, but I just, I've seen those guys for 15 years throw 77s on the board. So I just don't want to go there. What do you think is, am I, is my strategy reasonable? I like the approach and looking back at some stats here that we talked about on Wednesday, uh, Hideki is number 12, number 12 on the season and par four, par five scoring. Sorry. And we, we highlighted the fact that there's five, four par fives here, and that has not been the case the last couple of weeks. So the guy that just made the cut, we know he can go low. I, I like the idea there. I don't know if he's, you know, he just hasn't quite been on here recently. So we'll see if he can put it together. And s- similar with Sun JM, he is in the top 50 in par five scoring, and he's in the top 50 in par four scoring on the long par fours. Uh, so you would think that he would do well in this course. Um, but last week he was tied 58. So he just, he's been kind of just sliding into the, just sort of making the cut and just not really doing much. So, um, I guess that's why you would play a GPP, right? Is you, you, you roll the dice that this is when they click and they're that far back and they just start firing their pins and they figure something out and, and off they go. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's lots of different strategies strategies you can use, but you know, a lot of people, I think, and myself included, sometimes you, you get caught watching the scoreboard, and you just have to think to yourself, okay, let's just look at this as a completely different tournament. There were two rounds played, that's done with. We have two new rounds now. So if you if you sort of sort it out in your brain that way, it's not as difficult uh, to not take some of the guys in the middle or down towards the bottom. You know, everybody likes to watch their DFS plays play. When you play other sports, baseball, football, basketball, your guys are all out there playing. Golf is sort of odd because if you don't have the guys in those final four or five groups, you're not really getting to see any shots from your guys. So I think it makes people defer to saying, what the hell, I think Wolf's on a run, let's give him a shot. And as much as I like Wolf, he's still young. His Saturday and Sunday scoring is horrendous. And, it, you know, I find a hard time putting him in there. I think he's going to be extremely high owned. But that's the kind of example I'm trying to use here is, you know, don't let that totally intimidate you just because you want to watch your guys, you know, hitting some shots. But I will say, I'll tell you. As much as that Simpson stat makes me want to go that way, the fact that DeChambeau is so damn long off the tee, uh, he ought to just swallow up those par fives. I mean, he can, he, he should go eagle, eagle, birdie, birdie, par maybe 
on those par fives. I mean, realistically, I mean, when you're hitting your second shot on a par five with like a five iron or six iron, like he does, it's a different ball game. So, you know, I think you have some good choices here. I don't see how you possibly build a lineup without Simpson or DeChambeau. I mean, that would take some very contrarian play. Uh, They should be the highest two owned and they will be, but it's how you build the rest of that team around them. That's the key. And for me, it's going to be surfing in that middle of the pack guys that just made the cut and try to bumper them in with some of these top players. I like it. All right, man. Any, uh, Anything else? Uh, we talked, you know, mainly the course, driving distance. You know, uh, you still have to putt it. Um, it the course seems to be playing pretty fair. It's not a piece of cake. But uh, just the fact that somebody could shoot a 64 on a course like that, mind-boggling to me. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's that's it. So uh, this was a doubleheader day today. Yes. We missed the KBO show. Coach and Shane rocked that one. So a good night to jump in as a member because you get our – plays for both KBO and PGA tonight. So if you jump in Discord as a new member, uh, you'll get that full lineup on FanDuel for both sports and the player pool for both sports on uh, DraftKings. Absolutely. And just so you know, uh, Shane and I made our player rating on the podcast just to try to rattle you. We both gave it a four star. Wow. How about that? So hey. we, we've got a four-star KBO slate. Um, as far as this weekend PGA slate, we'll post that in Discord. We still have to build those lineups a little bit. Um, I would say it's minus 760 that a- Andrew has a three-star, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Speak. Right. That was on mybookie.ag, by the way. So Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, it looks great. It should be a fun golf tournament this weekend. It's a 4th of July weekend. Uh, You know, uh, we'll be on tomorrow for the 4th of July doing our KBO podcast. So Andrew will be back in his home state under, uh, you know, a little bit more relaxed frame of mind being in his element. So That's right. uh, We look forward to that show tomorrow. So we'll wish everybody a a happy 4th tomorrow. But, Yeah, you know, check out the podcast, uh, the KBO, and uh, obviously, you know, we'll be posting this PGA one, so you have plenty of time to get those in. Um, Join us at www.dfscoachtalk.com. I never say the W's anymore, but I wanted to for old time's sake. (laughs) And uh, follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic, and our man Shane is at DET Sports Shane. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube, as hopefully most of you are watching on uh, watching us on there now. Uh, DFS Coach Talk is what you search there. Instagram, we're at uh, DFS underscore Coach Talk, and then um, anywhere you search us on podcast, we're going to come up. Uh, We're all over the podcast world with the audio version of this show. So great stuff. I think we're in for a good weekend of of KBO and uh, PGA action as we look to continue to to build the pool and build our bank rolls as we three weeks from today start MLB, followed 
six days later by NBA. So it's it's all happening. It's it's all coming back around. The days where we actually get to sleep in more than three hour intervals with KPO are going to pass at some point. But uh, it's been a blast. We love playing both. We appreciate everybody listening in. And uh, we wish you a safe and, and happy weekend. Wear those masks. Be careful. And uh, let's get all through this and make sure we can get these sports in and uh, get this uh, virus under control. So any final words there, sir? No, enjoy the beginning of this holiday weekend, and we'll look forward to seeing you on KBO tomorrow. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati for Mr. Andrew Hansen. We'll catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.